The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. My next guest lost her mother in 2008 when her father killed her. It was a devastating time and she found solace and support in her dogs and horses in the traumatic aftermath. Now she's in a race against time to secure new premises for her therapeutic equine centre for children. Facing the prospect of losing her rented facility, she's seeking donations through a GoFundMe campaign to continue her vital work for children, many of whom have autism spectrum disorders. And her mission is driven by a belief in the healing power of horses and a commitment to her mother's memory. We're joined on the line by the daughter of the late Celine Cawley, Georgia Lillis. Georgia, good morning. Hi, Pat. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Now, you're doing this because you love doing it and you can see the effects, but you're also doing it in memory of your mother. Oh, 100%. You know, she uh, was like loved horses herself. She rode um, up until um, kind of I was born um, and she always made sure that I was able to pursue my passion on horses. You know, I was very, very lucky and, um, you know, she was a wealth of knowledge for me when I was a child growing up, even though, you know, as a typical child, you know, you don't want to listen to your parent. But um, I definitely um, use her knowledge a lot in my day to day. And I believe there is a continuity between your mother's life and a horse that you still have called Bella. Yeah, Bella, um, she is now 22 years of age. Um, she is by the, if there's any horsey people that are, are listening, she's by the Stallion Cavalier, Cavalier Royale. And um, she, I tried her out the day before my mum passed away. Um, and through kind of her, her previous owners being lovely and kind, um, they kept her for me and I was able to purchase her. And I've had her since 2009, kind of February 2009, technically. Um, and yeah, she's still with me to this day. And she you, got very you, you competed uh, with her. Yeah, we competed up to kind of amateur level um, in show jumping. We did riding club together. We did everything. And now she's actually um, one of my therapeutic horses. Now, you were only a teenager when your father took your mother's life. I just yeah. cannot imagine. And an only child. So mm-hmm. in effect, you lose two parents at that point. Yeah, no, it was it was quite a shock. You know, I think I was in denial. I was in not denial for a long time. Um, you know, kind of as anyone would be. You know, there's no handbook written on, you know, how to deal with this as a as a teenager, as a child. Um, and um, you know, effectively then losing both parents. You know, I'm very lucky and that my mother's um side of the family and everyone they're they're exceedingly supportive of me and they've been there through thick and thin. Um, so I don't know where I'd be without them as well. But yeah, it was um, it was a really hard time. Yeah. And it 100% that the animals, I think, definitely kept me yeah. on the straight and narrow, I think. Yeah. And just so people understand what happened, your, your father was accused of murder, convicted of manslaughter, served uh, a number of years in prison and then left the country. So you have yeah. nothing to do with him anymore. No, I haven't spoken to him since he's gone into prison, no, and I, I don't think I ever really want to speak to him again, to be honest. Uh, how traumatic was the whole thing coming to terms with uh, being, okay, you had an extended family, but being mm. the survivor of your family unit? I think it was, a, uh, I think what I've kind of come to terms with was it's a very slow burn trauma in that, you know, there's the initial sort of tra- trauma event um, and then it's kind of each kind of layer gets peeled away of like, okay, my dad was arrested. Okay, actually my dad was responsible for the, you know, for the for the death of my mother. 
okay, he's going to prison. Okay, now we have to go to court. Okay, you know, it was all these different layers. You know, most people in their first year of college are enjoying partying and going out and some of that. But my first year of college was in the high court trying to make sure that I had secured my future with my family. Um, and, you know, I had to then sue my father. So it was, um, it, it's definitely multiple layers of trauma mm. that kind of tipped away. It's almost impossible to comprehend what, what you went through, but uh, clearly you have inherited some of the, the characteristics of your, your late mother. Uh, she was a go-getter. She was a Bond girl at one point. She set yes. up her own uh, company. Um, she was fantastic. Oh, no, she was amazing. You know, she set up Toy 10 Films, um, a production company, which obviously is a very kind of male-dominated industry, especially in the early 90s. And, uh, you know, she went on and became one of the most successful producers in Ireland at the time. And, you know, I learned so much from her, her dedication, her work ethic. You know, there'd be times where, you know, I got so excited that she'd pick me up from school, whereas everyone else's mother was always there to pick them up from school. And a lot of my friends didn't understand why I got so excited you know, but I was like, my mum's here because she was so hardworking. And, you know, I knew that really upset her a lot because, you know, she wanted to be there for me. And but she had to work and she always re- was really kind and explaining that to me, um, you know, to make sure that I knew she, I, she was doing this for me and my future and, you know, showing me what, you know, people can do. And, uh, you know, if someone says no, it doesn't mean you can't do it. And you have demonstrated that in, in setting up your therapeutic equine sanctuary, um, which is under threat. And we, we'll talk about how you might resolve that threat if we can. But uh, let's talk about what it does and where it is. Yeah, so we're, we are based in North County Dublin in Loch Shinney, which is a tiny little fishing village between Rush and Scaries. Um and uh, basically what we do is we provide therapeutic riding sessions to kind of people of, of all of all needs. You know, you can be neurodivergent, you can be neurotypical, you could be suffering from anxiety and depression, or you could be on the ASD spectrum or, you know, you could be anything. Um, and we spe- I specialize with children. Um, you know, adults can do it too. We just don't have the appropriate sized horses for adults sometimes. Um you know, so it's just there's different benefits to it. There's the social aspect of it where people will come and, you know, people who, children who may not have kind of the, say, in, in inverted commas, normal, you know, social interaction with people, um, they can get that. We can, like, establish bonds. They establish bonds with the horse that they ride. They ride the same horse every week. Um, you know, they're able to then develop their communication skills, their emotional skills. You know, we kind of use the horse to be like, well, how do you think the horse is feeling right now? And, you know, and how do you feel on the horse? Um, and then even the physical benefits, you know, horses have a three dimensional walk, um, which mimics our hip movements. So if someone's in a wheelchair or someone has suffered a spinal injury, that can actually help with, um, promoting hip movement that they might not be able to actually do themselves. And then, you know, social inclusion and stuff like that yeah. as well. Now, the business of horses, I mean, after your traumas and as you were going through your traumas, being with the horses, they weren't asking you questions. <laughs> you know, what happened? How'd you get on? What's going on? What do you do next? You just could be with the horses. Yeah, exactly. And I felt like, you know, it's the one thing, you know, that I, I noticed kind of through through the trauma myself is that, you know, people mean well. Um, but there is a running joke in our family of like, 
um, you know, are you okay or how are you? And it's, it's almost like a trigger question for me now because it's just like people mean well asking you that because people don't know what to say when something like that has happened. You know, if a grandparent passes away or, you know, or, or a parent when they're elderly passes away, it's kind of almost easier. But when something like this happens where it's trauma, people kind of go, Oh my God, there, like there's no book written on it. So people don't know what to, you know, what to say. And I just found solace in the horses when I could go and they don't they don't ask anything of you, you know, you, they're just there and you just look after them and you mind them and they mind you back and you can just be in their presence. You know, they're such a healing, large presence to be in. Um, and yeah, they just, they don't, they don't judge you at all. Now you, you have rented premises, but the owner needs to take the premises back and you will be, and your horses kind of homeless. Yeah, unfortunately, um, that's kind of where we're heading at the moment. So we are trying to secure land locally. Um, and if we do get that, then we will then need help with the rebuild because anything we've looked into has been a complete kind of greenfield site. So we have to kind of go from scratch, unfortunately. But, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to fight as much as I can for these kids because we have such a core group of not only riding clients that come every week, but we have a core group of kids that volunteer here. Um, some also, um, on the, um, autistic spectrum, some neurotypical children and like even the, the autistic children that are here, like one stopped eating when they found out the news, the other really shut down into themselves. Then even the neurotypical kids were suffering panic attacks and, you know, having to sleep with their parents. So, you know, I'm not going to give up for these kids. You know, I want to keep fighting for them and make sure that they always have the little sanctuary that we've built here. Now, you've set up a GoFundMe page. Uh, What is the uh, designation of that page? Uh, It is help. It's a help a therapeutic um center find a new home i think it is um i had to update it last night because it wasn't very clear but um it's on all of our social medias we're the royal stables and it's on our twitter on our facebook um on our instagram on and we have our on our website as well and how to help uh the royal stables.ie um it's on there people can even screenshot the qr code and bring it to work with them if they want and kind of pass it around the office and stuff like that Okay, and do you have any idea how much you need? I know you'll be able to spend whatever is raised. uh, So if it's in excess of any target, there are other things that you can spend it on in your stables. Yeah, 100%. You know, we're looking to raise about 150,000, which I know is a huge, huge goal. And I know everyone's on a crunch time at the moment, especially with the cost of living. So like any donation is is hugely appreciated. You know, we want to be able to build a proper therapeutic trail with different you know, activities and stuff for the children to do in sessions and, um, you know, a nature trail for them to do. And, you know, we're looking at getting even other therapeutic animals in, like possibly, I don't know, some sheep or donkeys or something like that to, to you know, do, do different therapies with them as well. Well, Georgia, you are a bundle of energy and it's fantastic work that you're doing. And uh, let's hope that uh, people will help you by going on the royalstables.ie or any of your social media or go to that GoFundMe page uh, and uh, help raise the money. Uh, as you say, it's a bit like the lottery. If everyone gives a couple of euro, then the suddenly you have a lot of money. Do you yeah. know? If, if, so, if everyone gave a fiver or something, you know, it would be 
unbelievable and you know uh, it's one thing that always stuck with me is that people need to remember the person that you are now is the person you needed as a child and that's really stuck with me you know and another thing that mum taught me as well is there's no point standing in a corner crying you have to get up out and do something if you want to see change in the world you have to be that person to do it so that's what I'm determined to do Georgia Lillis thank you very very much for joining us on the programme The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk today